Well, this is a story that caught my eye this week, first reported in the Wall Street Journal, then picked up by other news outlets. We're learning more about the investigation into that deadly plane crash in China earlier this year in March. Multiple reports emerged this week citing U.S. sources close to the investigation that the crash of that eastern uh, China Eastern Airline Boeing 737-800 is believed to have been brought down on purpose, that it was intentional. The passenger jet was flying from Kunming uh, in Yunnan province to Guangzhou on March 21st when it plunged into a mountainous area in Guangxi, China. All 123 passengers and nine crew members on board uh, were killed. With more on this, I'm joined by Captain John Cox. You may recognize the name. He's a former pilot and chief executive officer of of the consultancy safety operating systems. He's also been involved in several high-profile National Transportation Safety Board crash investigations. And he joins me from Tampa in Florida. Uh, Captain John Cox, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Good to be here. What have we learned uh, and how reliable do you think this reporting is about uh, about what may have happened to that uh, to that tragic flight? I think that this is the report on the Wall Street Journal, I think, is the culmination of a lot of research they did with various investigators, uh, some closely attached to the investigation itself, and some others in the accident investigation community, which is actually pretty small. And the consensus out of that those investigators um, was uh, cited in the, in the uh, article. So what do we now know? I mean, I, I know off the bat, there were certainly suspicions that this may have been either voluntary or intentional just because of the way the plane descended. Um, what have we learned now that, that might point to, the, to what happened? Well, several things indicate that that's, a, that's become a probability. One, the flight profile is extremely similar to two other cases where it was a deliberate act by a, a pilot, one uh, being Silk Air and the second one being Egypt Air 990. So the flight profiles uh, are, are similar to what we saw out of the China Eastern airplane. After the accident, China Eastern and the CAAC in China grounded the 737-800 in China to be sure that there were not any fleet problems. They have since released the airplane to fly. And there's some 5,000 of these airplanes out flying worldwide. No uh, service bulletins or indications from Boeing or from any other regulator of any uh, required maintenance changes or any system changes. So basically they exonerated the airplane. Um, The CAAC also said that all the maintenance on the accident airplane had been done properly. So they pretty well exonerated China Eastern uh, of having any responsibility that leaves it with the flight crew and um, the, the airplane itself, it's very hard to get the airplane to fly this flight profile. And the fact that the crew made no contact with air traffic control and did not respond to inquiries from air traffic control about their altitude. All of this leads to the probability that it was a deliberate act. So far, Chinese authorities have been reluctant to share, I gather, publicly at least much information about this. This is obviously a sensitive issue for the airline, for the country. Um, What happens now? The investigation is clearly ongoing. The investigation is ongoing. Uh, in, In recent days, the CAAC has said that they're trying to be very methodical, um, and, and their process, and that's as it should be. But I think that the 
pressure is mounting on CAC to go ahead and bring out the, the probable cause as they see it based on the information they have. And uh, I think that they're, the victims' families uh, deserve that. And I think the, the aviation industry itself worldwide, because there's so many of these airplanes out there, uh, needs to understand what happened on that tragic flight. Um, in the past, we've spoken about, we spoke about this last time, about just um, how reliable the CAAC, how chi- reliable Chinese authorities would be in this investigation. Uh, are you confident so far with what you've seen that we will, in fact, uh, be given a transparent report that allows airlines around the world to learn from what, whatever may have gone wrong, uh, whatever may have happened on that flight? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and the reason I say that is very early in uh, after the accident, just in the initial stages of the um, investigation, the CAAC came out and said that they would conduct the investigation in accordance with world standards. It's known as ICAO Annex 13, and that they would follow the protocols of Annex 13. They reiterated that again uh, in the last few days, and that says that they will publish a public report um, that includes uh, all of the data that the investigation uh, has has uncovered. So, so far they've said, that they're going to follow the protocols and the uh, the people that I've talked to indicate that the within the investigation, they are following the Annex 13 protocols. Where is the information that we now that is pointing towards a voluntary or intentional act? Where did that information begin to come from? I understand the black box is wound up uh, in the United States. The recorders, both of them have been read by the National Transportation Safety Board in Washington and then shared back with the uh, Chinese authorities, the CAAC. So the hard data is uh, being held by NTSB and the Chinese uh, government. As far as the investigation is broader than just the the data recorders. Um, they have gone deeply into the pilot histories, their their records, their financials, their training records, all of the things uh, to see to get a bigger picture of of what um, of what I guess the the lives of the crew members were. But the the thing we have not heard so far is a transcript uh, or even partial transcript of the cockpit voice recorder. And if it were functional, and we have no reason to believe that it would not be, then it would record all of the events from the initiation of the descent uh, all the way to ground impact. Because the descent itself, as you mentioned earlier, was was highly irregular. There were a bunch of factors, and we talked about this the last time too, that you start to eliminate other potential causes, weather, uh, the plane itself, maintenance, and you're left, as you mentioned, with the crew. Uh, how how does the investigation then proceed from from here? When if, if we've narrowed it down to the probability that this happened inside the cockpit, were there any telltale uh, signs that uh, a, a, the management team may have missed in these particular pilots? Was there any anything unique in their 
recent history or training records. Those are the sorts of things that they're going to uh, to look at. They're going to interview family members. They're going to interview friends. They're going to interview colleagues of these pilots who, who saw and worked with them in the days preceding the accident and trying to get a, a profile. There are experts uh, both in, in the United States, in China, and around the world who specialize in the evaluation of flight crews. And so these experts uh, will be part of the interview team of, of people that were around this crew uh, in the days leading up to the tragedy. I, I was listening today to, to reports suggesting that there was no attempt to land either because that was another possibility. There had been some sort of emergency uh, and they were attempting to land, but no sign that this plane was, was looking to land anywhere. There's nothing in the flight profile that, that indicates anything about landing. The, the, the speed at which it was going was so high that the idea of landing uh, is pretty much uh, a non-starter because they were at an extremely high speed and the, you want to be at a low speed uh, for landing. So I don't, uh, I heard the same report and I was surprised that they even mentioned the word landing because there's nothing, there's nothing in this profile that indicates any, uh, any even consideration of landing. I'm speaking with Captain John Cox. He's a former pilot and chief executive officer of the Consultancy Safety Operating Systems. He's been involved in several National Transportation Safety Board airline crash or airplane crash investigations. Uh, we're talking about the latest revelations around the crash of a China Eastern Airlines uh, flight from uh, Kunming to Guangzhou in March uh, that killed all 123 passengers and nine crew members on board, uh, with reports now suggesting that uh, that investigators have narrowed it down to either an intentional or voluntary act on behalf of someone in the cockpit. When we come back, we'll talk about just how rare uh, these incidents are and just what it means within the pilot community when these sorts of uh, when these sorts of incidents are reported. We'll be back with that. I'm speaking with Captain John Cox, a former pilot, chief executive officer of the Consultancy Safety Operating Systems, also been involved in a number of National Transportation Safety Board crash investigations over the years. We're discussing the uh, latest uh, findings or reports, at least about findings uh, about the cause of a of a crash in China uh, on a China Eastern Airlines flight from Kunming to Guangzhou on March 21st. The plane uh, quite literally fell from the sky at hot, rapid speed, evened out for a very short period of time, then continued its plunge, um, killing all 123 passengers and nine crew members on board. John, you mentioned this earlier. Uh, if this was, in fact, an intentional act uh, committed by one of the pilots, this is a very rare, a very rare occurrence. You mentioned some other incidents in the past, but there's only a handful over the years, I gather. There's a very, it's a very, very, very small number. Uh, it's, it's something that as a pilot, you train constantly from the very first day of flight training to protect the airplane, to do everything you can to keep it safe. And for someone to deliberately uh, shove an airplane into the ground, it's beyond my comprehension. It's, it's something that I don't understand. We have seen it, uh, sadly, in a few previous cases, uh, Silk Air, um, the 737 in Silk Air, um, the Egypt right? Air yeah. 990, and it's the leading theory for the Malaysia 370 uh, right. cause. So um, in the in the many years, the hundred plus years since 1903, when we first took flight, um, there are a handful of them. Uh, but it's it's the type of accident that is probably the hardest for me to understand. The one that always stands out for me, and I know the flight pattern was different, was the German Wings flight uh, in 2015. 
uh, that crashed uh, that crashed on its way. Um, that crashed and, and killed everyone on board. It was found, of course, the pilot had been responsible. Uh, what do investigators, you mentioned it briefly, what do investigators now try to find out about the pilots themselves um, and, and what may have been behind this? Well, if you look at, at the German wings accident and that, that first officer uh, had had he had been experiencing mental challenges for some period of time and had been uh, working with mental health professionals. And there was some question about his returning to the flight deck. Those kind of, of indicators, uh, certainly the investigators of the CAAC will certainly be looking for. Uh, and were there any indications that one uh, of these crew members had a condition that would cause um, depression or uh, suicidal thoughts or anything like that. So, uh, and they will talk to family members and they'll have specialists that talk to family members trying to get uh, a picture of the, the, not only the physical health, but the mental condition of, of both of the pilots and then take that information and see if there's any type of uh, testing or anything that can be done to evaluate and prevent uh, someone that is experiencing a mental challenge from uh, from doing this type of safety critical work, and it's not only pilots. This is, I mean, this is true for any safety critical work that goes on. Be it uh, a ship captain in the maritime, be it a nuclear power uh, employee, be it a surgeon or someone in the medical field. There's a number of safety sensitive jobs that that uh, would face the same issue with if there were a uh, a mental health challenge. Someone who's who's investigated these crashes, I know you've spoken about the pressure of trying to make sure you get the answers right, because so much is there's so much attention being focused on the work that you're doing. Uh, how difficult is it for investigators when it looks like it may have been intentional? Well, the first thing you want to be absolutely sure is that you've closed all of the questions about the airplane, about the maintenance, about the operator, about the weather. So it, it's a, uh, it's a process of elimination and it, it's iterative. It moves. Uh, the more you learn, the more questions there are and you answer each of those questions. And as it, the focus becomes narrower and narrower as time goes on. And in this case, it's focused pretty much now under a very bright light at the crew. And so now the questions begin to arise. What was the training record? How had these done, uh, these pilots done previously? Other pilots that had flown with them, what was their, their experience? And so you begin to fill those sorts of questions out to get a better picture of the individuals. How long may it be now before we, uh, in the in, in the grand scheme of things, how long before we might see some definitive answers from investigators as opposed to uh, well-researched reports from the Wall Street Journal? Uh, I think it's probably going to go one of two ways. The, the pressure is pretty intense right now on CAAC, partially because of the Wall Street Journal article and the, the wide audience that that, our, that article has uh, enjoyed or experienced. Mm -hmm. If the CAAC has information, now would be a very good time to uh, release it to provide facts and eliminate any speculation. The other possibility is that CAAC will say absolutely nothing until they release the, uh, the final report, which would be months um, or potentially even longer. Um, I hope that the CAAC does not elect that course of action and they do they do come forward and provide 
the the transcript of the voice recorder, the uh, flight data recorder, and and go ahead and eliminate the speculation um, and and let let the investigative agencies around the world, the traveling public and operators around the world uh, know what actually happened. John Cox, thank you so much for your time, as always. My pleasure.